Well, hello. Sorry I've been away for so long. Like I've said before, I was busy sleeping because school is stressful. Cut me some slack, guys. I'm really sorry that I've been away for like two months, but, okay, um, I feel like I've made up for it because I have a special present for you guys today, all of my loyal listeners, all 35 of you. That's right. So today I have an interview with Joe Preston, the one, the only Joe Preston. He is the former MP, he owns several restaurants, and he's just delving now into living a live granola, which you will hear all about within the next 20 to 30 minutes. But the special gift with this today, sure, Joe Preston, okay, he's awesome, but I'm splitting this one up into two. So if you do stick with it till the end, you'll have a cliffhanger. I'm telling you now, is this still a cliffhanger if you know that it's a cliffhanger? Either way, before we get to the interview, I have some awesome stuff to talk about with you today. What was the first one? That one. Okay. So, more Av Underground. I've talked to you about them before. Please, please, please check these guys out. Okay. More Av Underground. That's the name of their band. It's also where they live. But, okay, you can find these guys out. You go to moreavunderground.com. They've got their own really cool, really cool website. Go to moreavunderground.bandcamp.com. You can also download their free demo. It says pay, but it just keep going with it, and it's completely free. I can guarantee you. It's absolutely fantastic which is just fantastic. So go check them out, download it for free, listen to this song, and stand up. Uh, who else do I have to talk about? That's right, Matthew Saunders. Uh, I did an interview with a guy, my second or third episode, I think, I don't know, I'm getting old. But basically, he is a filmmaker, producer, actor, special effects editor. He literally does everything. And he's coming up with this really, really cool thing called a TV show, right? That's right. A person, any Stelgen is making a TV show. I It's pretty darn cool. If you don't think that's cool, that's uh, a personal problem. Anyway, so the TV show is called Spectre. Okay, he's filming, recording, he's doing everything. He's one of the main actors. And it's dropping next year. So that means you have plenty of time to plan, bug off your days from work, get ready for it, binge watch it. Okay, it's called Spectre. And here's what it is. I texted him and tell me something, uh, something cool about it. Right. So here is word for word what he says. The show is about two brothers who are put through a test to see if they deserve to live or die. Now, if that does not sound cool, I don't know what does. That sounds like a really cool idea, which I'm running with. Just think about it. It sounds pretty cool. But just please check it out. I, uh, I'll have more information for you as we progress through this, uh, where to find it, when exactly it's coming up. But... Um, just mark it off in your calendars because Spectre is going to be awesome. Go follow Matt, Matthew Saunders on like the Instagram or Facebook. He posts pictures and posts about it all the time. Just go check it out. You won't regret it. And now I'm done talking about really cool things. Let's move on to the even cooler things. That's right. Joe Preston. So just please enjoy this little interview and we will see where we come to at the end with the cliffhanger. <laughs> financed are you are you ready to do this have you thought of this and and you just mentoring is nothing but sharing what I've already tried in the past and did work or didn't work mm -hmm. and uh, and listening to their ideas and get ex getting excited for them on what they're working on so. 
that's got to be a good feeling, knowing that you made it, and then uh, helping somebody else to the point where they make it, right? Yeah, I've, I've run into a number of businessmen, solid business people, um, who say, why do you spend that much time helping others? Aren't you afraid they're going to out-success you? <laughs> What's your response to that? Fill their boots. If they want to and they can, they should. And they will anyway, whether I help them or not, if they're that good. Um, but isn't it better to help the economy by helping other people move forward? I, I, yeah. I just think that's the natural course of things, right? To share what you know, share what you've learned. I've had a fairly full life. I've got to do a lot of the things I wanted to do. Geez, I'll share that with anyone. You know, I, I think that even that right there, uh, the uh, like helping the economy side, that's a, that's an aspect that people don't realize very often. That like not only am I helping this person move forward in their business and in their life, be, help them become more successful, but it's also good for the people around us, right? right? It may create some other jobs. I mean, if some, if my if my business is successful, we're already up to four new jobs we've created here in St. Thomas. Yeah, we Stephanie keeps saying hundred. That's where we want to end up, right? Yeah, I I, I say, can't see stopping when we get there, but <laughs> but but. How is this a, a bad thing? And so if we can help someone else move a business forward or move an idea forward, some people just cannot successfully work for someone else. Yep, I understand that. It just is not in their DNA to successfully follow the rules of someone else. It is hard to work for yourself. Yes, yes you're, it you're, is. Because you have to have this self-discipline to do yep. what you think you can do and should do. Um, not everybody does. Everybody thinks, well, I don't want to. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to work for myself more because they're not good at following direction. <laughs> well, you have to be really good at following direction when you work for yourself because it's you giving the direction. Yeah. There, right. If there's one thing I've realized over the summer, it's that if I don't do it, it won't get done. Well, and I came from a from a from a job as the member of parliament, right? Where I had a a, a very good team who did, it, and we accomplished a lot of good work. And then all of a sudden, I don't have that team anymore. And there's been a lot of times in the startup of this business where I kind of said, hey, great, let's do such and such. And then looked over my shoulder and realized if I wanted to do such and such, it was me who was going to do, do it. it, right? Um, I think it makes you sort out good ideas even a little bit more, right? Yeah. Right, Because I'm going to have to put the manpower, the time, and the effort into it. But I also find with, uh, with a lot of entrepreneurs, um, if they... If they have the idea, they're far more um, willing to put in the extra effort to make it work. Yep. Right, because it's their idea also. To the point that they're stubborn. Well, to, to, sure, certainly. Um, I, 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 um, I tell a, cu a couple good stories about entrepreneurism, but one is that every entrepreneur thinks they're an expert in everything, and the very successful ones are the ones that admit they're not. Yep. Right, that they are usually an expert in one or two things, and they need to go get good advice or hire great people for the other stuff. Yeah, um, I, I've seen way too many very very smart people fail because they tried to think they were good at construction when that isn't their forte. Their forte was was menu design. Right, it's in the uh -huh. restaurant business, that type of thing. And it just is admitting that you um, should surround yourself with experts is a is it, it, hard to hard to do for most entrepreneurs. Yeah, right. there's there's a there's a pride factor in there, right. right? Like I know I think I can do all this, so I feel good about myself that I can do this. And then when I can't, uh, it, it ends up kicking in the butt. But if you can admit the fact that I'm not good at this, you uh, it'll it will give you a head start. Well, it gives you two choices: go find someone who is good at it, hire them and pay them to do that job, 
or go find someone who is good at it. See, the first part of this is the same. Yep. And second, learn from them what it is you don't know. And can you, is it worth your effort to do that task too, right? And oftentimes I learned um, early in my career, I'm not handy. <laughs> right. Hire someone who's expert at it. Yes, I still want to watch them do it. I might learn how to do a little bit of it. And the same thing with the, in the corporate world, supervising people. They had skills I didn't have, but it allowed me to, to, to learn what they were good at, at least to the degree where I could mentor it or, or supervise it or what, yep. whatever my job was at the time. Uh, it, it's just wise. There's a wisdom there in being able to notice that I don't know that well enough, but boy, they're good at it. Watch them. <laughs> yeah. The, what's, how does the saying go? The wisest person is the real is the the wisest person is the person that realizes they don't know everything. Right. Or something like that. Yeah. Well, and 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 everybody is that way. But as I said, I've seen some very very successful people fail because they think they know everything. Right? Have you ever had a business where you tried it and it just uh, it just fell in the gutter? It completely failed. No. Have you ever had a business venture go like that? No. Uh, for two reasons. One, we've already talked about. You try just try harder. Right. And then you get it to a certain point and you say, okay, that's enough. Yeah. Right. Um, and other than that, up until this this newest venture, I've not had a business that wasn't um, a franchise, uh, a restaurant, uh, concepts that have been done in the past. Okay. Right? So okay. it was very easy to follow other people's mistakes um, and correct them or follow the, you know, uh, Wendy's or a Boston Pizza, which I had both of. We, you know, there's lots of rules. Right? Okay. Did you say you had Boston Pizza? Yeah, I've recently sold the shares I had in the Boston Pizza. Oh, here. cool. Yeah. That's that's interesting. I want I once again I feel like these are the things that I should know about you and I don't. <laughs> but uh, you know, I can learn it. The listeners can learn it. It's a benefiting experience. Great. So you want to run me through all of the ventures that you've been involved in, whether it be uh, with with the government, whether it be personal ventures sure. of your own. Well, let's, uh, let's try and do a little bit of that. I'll break it into three parts. Business, I started off in the restaurant business uh, very early in life, worked my way up through Wendy's of Canada when it first came to Canada, uh, became the director of training, and then came here to St. Thomas and opened this franchise. Um, cool. And I've had it, it's all 26 years, 27 years now that I've done that. Um, had other Wendy's. Um, okay. Before politics. Uh became uh, involved in Boston Pizza and in a fine dining restaurant also around the same time. Um, decided, and at the so that's one side, that's kind of the business side and those are the business ventures I've been in. Yep. Um, I've also been involved in the, uh, in, the com in the community side. I believe that, you know, the price you pay for living in a community is being involved in the yep. community. So I've, I agree. I've done a lot of not-for-profit work uh, through the United Way, through the Chamber of Commerce, through the Local Employment Counseling Center, the Youth Employment Counseling Center, um, the Small Business Enterprise Center, those types of things. And in, in volunteering my time and, and, and brain, if you will, um, to, to those ventures. So, that, so I believe that you can be a far more successful business person if you take your business and also help the community. Uh, worked for a very smart guy named Dave Thomas, the founder of Wendy's, and one of his sayings was, give back to the community you're taking your profit out of. And I think you'll find most Wendy's franchisees do a very good job of that. Mm -hmm. uh, another saying always was that um, being involved in your community is the price you pay for living someplace. Um, and if everybody believed that, we'd have a far stronger community. If everybody volunteered just at one thing, 
Um, but it's but so I learned volunteering at a very early age, and that so that I always cut, think, count that as my second career. Well, that led me to um, the, one of the biggest dreams I had, and that was serving in Parliament. And that uh, I, I thought uh, at the time I could do. Um, a lot more for my community if I was also the member of parliament. So I decided I would run and make that happen. And so that was now, uh, I, I won, I, I did win. I've won four elections during my time as a member of parliament. So how long were you in uh, the house? 2004 till uh, 2011. Okay. Cool. Sorry, sorry, till 2015. Um, I, I won 2004, 2006, 2008, and 2011. And so, and the 11 was a four-year term to 2015. Cool. I retired at that time, said, that's enough. People should not do this forever. I still believe that, that, uh, that I thought it would serve about 10 years. It ended up because of the last one being a four-year term, uh, 11 and a half years. I thought that was just about perfect. Um, and I accomplished a lot as the member of parliament. I feel very comfortable um, still living in the community I represented. I'm, I wasn't chased out of town, so I must have done something right <laughs> during that period of time. You must uh, have nailed something. I did, I think. It worked. It, and I feel very comfortable now um, still being involved behind the scenes. A lot of people come to me for advice on how to enter politics, what they should do, political mm -hmm. advice. And I'm happy to help mentor that as much as I am business people so I mean you know the fourth leg of that stool if you will is family I I, I, I am uh, uh, I have two two kids and a, and, a, and a grandson and I'm pretty proud of that stuff too and um, and I think everybody should have some balance in, yep. in all of that um, our political world doesn't allow a great deal of that it did cost me my marriage uh, but it's a uh, but it is uh, you know we, we we have to think about we have to weigh properly and sometimes you make mistakes so. yeah it happens to the best of us, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what they say. Yeah. So, member, you are a member of parliament. That's what MP right. stands for, right? You yeah. want to run me through what a member of parliament does? Because, like, I don't know, it's MP. It's stuck behind somebody's name, and that's who right. they are. Well, um, in our in our in our country, we have members of parliament at the federal level. That's what I was. I represented okay. this riding, which is Elgin, Middlesex, London. It's a population of one hundred and ten thousand people in a geographic area that includes all of Elgin, the south part of London, and. A lot of Middlesex County other than that so very large geographic area for Southern Ontario and you represent um, that constituency there's 338 of those across Canada okay so wow. in the House of Commons there's 338 members of Parliament every one of them goes there with the same exact reason they want to make their country just a little bit better and their area of the country that much more better um, and you, you you represent a party one or the other um, well, there's you know three major parties in Canada, and so you um, you go there and, and there's two major rule two major jobs of the member of parliament. One of them is the legislative side, the work done in Ottawa, where you make laws, you change the laws of Canada, or you make new ones um, for the better. Hopefully, that's what mm -hmm. that that's why you would do it. Um, and then the uh, other side of being the member of parliament is the work done back here in the constituency, and that's helping people um, relate. And, and get benefits from their government that, that they're supposed to get, whether it's Canada Pension or their passports, those types of things, okay. just ensuring that that is possible and, and, and people are capable of doing it. So uh, the federal government spends a great deal of money that it collects in taxes across the country on uh, infrastructure projects and that type of thing. And so as the local member of parliament, it was always my job to try and make sure that we got our fair share of that and it went to the right projects. 
uh, we paved the right streets or that we built the right bridges, those types of things. Very, very pleased with some of the, the projects we were able to accomplish during my time as the Member of Parliament. Cool. So you said that um, you ran for what, it was 11 and a half years? Right. And um, what was the hardest part, or when was the moment that you realized that you didn't want to run again? Was there a singular moment that you're like, this is when I decided I don't want to do it anymore? Almost day one, and it's a funny story, because one of my first days in the House of Commons stood beside Larry Miller, who was still the Member of Parliament for Bruce Gray Owen Sound, and we were looking out over a very unhappy Liberal government. We were in opposition at the time. Okay. And I said, you know what, Larry, when I look like that, tell me it's time to go home. <laughs> and he remi- we reminded each other of that two or three times during our career, you know, over that so period of time. We, right? and, and it started to be, you know what, I'm not going to be doing this as, as efficiently or as, with as much vigor as I was when I first went there in 2004. And maybe it's time somebody else, I, I, I stepped aside so someone else could go with the, there with that brand new excitement. I could do the job just as well without giving it that all out, but I just felt it wasn't valuable to the people of Elgin, Middlesex, London if I wasn't giving it 100%. And and trust me, it's a job that requires 100%. It's a it's an all-out, morning till night, seven days a week uh, type job. And so I just said, look, it's time to time to go back home, let someone else have it, and, uh, and uh, let them have that same excitement, and, and the people would be better represented. Cool. It's a really interesting way of thinking about it, right? Like, most people, they want to run for... Mo- mo- I-, I don't know, it's probably the movie stereotype, but uh, people want to run for their own game. Right. And... Uh, it- you know, look, and I won't, I won't kid you, there's a whole lot of people there that are there. Um, they, they, they went there for altruistic reasons. They went there to make Canada a better place in their, in their writings. They just have no escape plan. They, they had no way to leave. It's the best job they'll ever have. Look, mm-hmm. it pays pretty well too, right? So it was the best job they ever have. So they're never going to leave. They can't think of a way to leave. Um, and and I feel sorry for them. And that's why, you know, I said that it was on day one, I kind of made that plan. I said, <laughs> you know, this will probably be about a 10-year kind of thing. Because it was. Um, I saw people who had been there but had not made a plan ahead of time. What what would be a cutoff date here? How will I know when it's time to go home? And uh, so it worked for me. It doesn't always work for others. Okay. Um, I had another question. I forgot what it was. Uh, here we go. If you had to, uh, if you had to pick one one of your business business ventures, uh, political adventures, family adventures, which one would be your favorite? Could you pick a favorite? Well, at the time, it's the one you're in. Yeah, yeah. You're in right now. You know, the answer the answer is yes, all of them. You know, <laughs> it, it just is. It's which one you're doing. Look, look, I will never ever forget being the member of parliament. I I have been. Um, I, I do a fair bit of speaking, and some of it is about goal setting and, and dreaming and goal setting. And it, it, it is. First, you've got to dream it. Then second, you've got to turn it into a goal and a plan to get there. The member of parliament was far and away the hardest one, and therefore the most rewarding to, to win, okay. to, to be there. Um, business is the same way. You, you can say, I want, I want to start this new business, the one I'm in now, the, the granola business. I want to start it. Well, it was kind of a boutique kind of thought. I didn't know what the goal was for it. I'd not done a business from scratch. Well, now that we're um, 15 months into it only, but are already across Canada and it's growing, wow, there's a real adrenaline rush right now. I'm really happy to get up each day and go do this. So right now, my favorite. Is this. Right. That makes, I guess that makes yeah. sense. Right. It is what, um, and, and when it quits being that, it will be very easy. You know, there's an old saying, don't fall in love with your business. I did. I've never heard that. Because you'll do it forever. Um, <laughs> uh, 
makes sense. Move on to something else. I've been lucky enough in this community to be able to do more than one thing, do, do many things well, um, and have the reward of going on to the next thing and being excited by it. That makes sense. I also um, love to celebrate making other people successful. Whether they're in my own company or not, I want to make them successful so I can move on to that next thing. Okay. I'm not in their way still. I can, you know, my Wendy's, for example, pretty much runs itself. Marcy is phenomenal. She started with me when she was 15 years old and worked up through and now is a partner of mine in this business. Wow. Right? But I, I applaud that success. I don't mm-hmm. say, oh, I'm not threatened by it. Right? Yeah. And she's helped me grow this business to a, to a you know, multi-million dollar area. Uh, you know, and this, the, the, we have to think that way. And, and, and if you can get your head around it's okay to make other people successful it's not a detriment to you if you make someone else successful then boy you'll be um, successful your whole life it's, it, you're helping other people do it in the, in the other side of it in the corporate world I, I used to always be able to go to my boss and say I'm going to get you promoted and they'd, oh. say, and they'd say why and I said, because then I get your job. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's a natural course. I, I mean, guess. Right? And, and, and in that sense, in a corporate situation, the only way to advance is to move up to the next yeah. spot. Well, usually there's already somebody in that spot. And, and usually they're your supervisor. <laughs> well, make them look good then. If yeah. you're fantastic, you're going to make them look good. They'll get promoted. Jeez, who gets that spot? The one who made them look good. I mean, I've made it sound very, very simplistic, but but it is about rewarding yourself with success, doing the right thing and getting there. Right? You you found a very good balance between finding success in yourself and uh, helping others be successful. So most people think that you know I'm going to be successful and I'm going to do anything I can to to make sure I am successful. And then uh, and then there's other people that are like I don't care if I'm successful, but if I can help other people along, that's what I'm going to consider success. Right. And you found a nice balance between the two, right? If I help him, if I if I help him be successful, then I can be successful myself. Right. And and then t- turn that into your community work. I've I've already mentioned that one of the one of the, the the pillars that I truly believe in is being involved in your community. Now you're helping people who might otherwise not ever get be successful. You're helping, you know, it's part of being part of Canada's safety net. Um, those that really need help. I've done a lot of work with the United Way, which helps a number of agencies of uh, help people who otherwise wouldn't get that help. Um, and so it's important that our communities look at their at the weakest areas of our communities too, and say, how do we make that better? How, how you know how can we make that grow? How do we make that go away? Uh, right? And um, if you put your best business people, your best minds on at it, your best educators on it, often you can make a difference. And that's and, and I think some communities are stronger because there's better people out there volunteering. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. How would you suggest that we uh, we instill that thought in more people's minds? Because not very, I think it's safe to say, not very many people think like that. How would you suggest that we get people, or not necessarily get people to think like that, but plant that thought in their minds? Yeah, I think it almost has to happen in the house. I mean, I, you know, it, I may have come from a unique, a unique house. I mean, we, we the, first of all, I think if your own parents volunteer, you're far more likely to volunteer. Yeah, that's fair. You, you grow up seeing it. If um, today's events are talked about at the dinner table, if in fact there is a dinner table in your house where actually people <laughs> sit down and eat uh, without phones and video games. Not very common anymore. No, it isn't. But that, I was um, uh, the fourth child of six. And okay. So with two older brothers and an older sister, 
oftentimes the communication or the discussion of the day might have been a little above me. But I'll tell you, by the time I went to school the next day, I knew what they were talking about. And so just good learning from your peers, learning from your, from your, your siblings also, also helps from a, a community point of view, a volunteering point of view, a common events point of view. Knowing what's going on in the world is the first thing for you to decide, well, what do I want to do? Do I want to go coach Little League or do I want to coach, do I want to go help with, with Boy Scouts? Or, you know, mm. picking, picking where you think the best area is. I mean, there's some fantastic stuff out there to volunteer at. Our, our province a number of years ago um, uh, applied a, a standard of you must have so many volunteer hours to, volunteer, to, to, to graduate, graduate right? Yep. Now, that, and I thought it was amazing at the time that, 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 that we, we, they would do this. This was going to create a whole new generation of people who volunteer. It's, it's somewhat worked. But on the other hand, it has also been, oh, no, this is just this crap I have to go through now in order to graduate. Yeah. Well, wait a second. So it's put a negative onus on volunteerism and that, that may never get them back into volunteering later in life unless they somehow hit that sweet spot when they're out there volunteering in, to get their, their hours for high school graduation. It was a sound idea. I think it can be, it can be done better. Um, How would you suggest that we do that better? Because, like, uh, my uh, personally, I have to complete those forty hours, right? And right. over the past three years, I I have my forty hours, but I gotta say, I didn't really enjoy them because right. I had to do them. Because I know, like, okay, as soon as I hit forty hours, I was done because I had right. to. How, think, how would you suggest that we? I make think that we could. I think we could um, help a little more if we can also make it happen during the school day. I think that there could be some, you wouldn't think it was as onerous as if you were having to volunteer, but if you could find a community organization there where you were excused from school to even to go help, that was that, that's one I think would really, would help you'd say, wow, because, yeah. oh, this is neat. Like, <laughs> right? I don't have to be a math class anymore. Right, right, for that day at least, or, yeah. or whatever, right? Um, I think there's some other ways of, of making some multiples, if you, if you go volunteer and you bring someone else there you also get a bonus 10 hours or something you know, yeah, right. right I think there's some other ways to make it a little more glamorous than we've made it um, I'd like to see it become lifelong as I as I've said I, yeah. I, I volunteer hours a week and find it's more rewarding sometimes than getting up and going to work so hmm. I, I, I our, and I know our community would be a better place if everybody gave yeah. a, a minimal amount of volunteer time each and every week. I agree. You don't see, you don't, there's not very many people with that mindset waking up every morning. No. Like, they don't, that just doesn't hurt, no. they hardly exist. It's not their fault. As well, I said, sometimes it's, did you grow up in the right family? Did you grow up with, your, you know, dad being a scout leader or, 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 or mom volunteering in, in another way? Did you see it as an active thing in your childhood? Most people then would say, well, everybody does that, don't they? Yep. Right? It isn't the case. And so, so that's it. The other thing, I've th- I spent a lot of time with uh, youth employment. And, and a lot of times, we've all heard the, the, the conversation of what comes first, the experience or the job. I can't get a job because I don't have any experience. And I can't get the experience because I don't have a job. And this is where volunteerism can also be a very positive piece. You, you know, if you have some idea or some passion of what you want to work on, then go volunteer. Um, you're working with youth employment in this community more than once. You know, I, I said, what do you want? Well, I'd like to, I think I want to go into auto body. I think that's what I want to do. Great. I know a guy who owns a auto body shop. You volunteer a couple hours a day after school in his shop cleaning up, and Saturday he'll teach you anything you want to know. Mm-hmm. Oh, risk and reward for volunteering. 
is what that ends up being. Right? Yeah. Um, I had another great example of a, of a young lad years ago who could not find work, couldn't find a job. And I said, but what, what are you passionate about? He said, baseball. I said, well, then why aren't you out helping coach a baseball team? Why aren't you out there? Yep. Well, I, they won't let me do it on my own. I'm, I'm too young. I said, great. Well, let's find one with, that already has a coach, right? So we did. We, we paired him up with someone as a coach. This kid was great. Now, didn't he get a job from one of the kid's parents after he, they saw how good he was with, with coaching baseball? Mm-hmm. Look, at, jobs don't come knock up knock on your door. You've got to go out and see them. And so part of these volunteering things is a way to show someone you're of that skill set, you're of that work ethic, um, so that when a job is available, they go, I want him. I've already seen him work, and he yeah. was doing it for free. Right. So it's there's a real element to the volunteer. So you asked how to make it better. Part of it is um, sometimes employment is is the plum at the end of it. Right? Yeah, I, I've never thought about it that way. But now looking back at my own personal experiences, I volunteer at the radio station in Ella, right? Uh, I record right. one program a week. They right. um, they play the program a week, and I never really thought any value in it. Right. And now I'm thinking about it like now when I make up my new resume, I can put that on there. Oh, by all means. And what people don't realize is like you said, does the experience come first? Or does the job come first? This gives you the experience, right. but it's not a job. Right. But it looks fantastic on paper. Well, I don't believe that the experience ever 100% lines up, but there's a little bit of it there, right? Yep, entirely. By all means, if that's your passion, then that's the place to go, right? It's, yeah. Right? It's... Uh, it, Look, find, find a little wedge. And you know what's really good about volunteerism versus working? And there you have it, folks. Were you guys ready for that cliffhanger? I doubt you were. Listen up next week for the rest of the interview, probably just about as long, and you'll learn the rest of the cliffhanger, and you get to hear more about what Joe Preston has to say. That's right, folks. Get ready to rumble or something. That sounded better in my head. Thank you guys for listening. Once again, thank you to my sponsors, More Av Underground. Go check them out, moreavunderground.bandcamp.com. Amazing. And Matthew Saunders with Spectre, Boom Productions. Check out his YouTube channel. Even if you're not into video editing, and anything like that, you know what, just go check it, it's still really, really, really funny, because I'm not very good at it, but it's still really, really, really funny, thank you guys for listening, Abe Lincoln, out.